This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Put more emphasis on how we want to play, the style of play. But as of now, we are happy with what we are seeing from the players. Today is the start of one of the longest seasons in professional sports. Today marks the start of a journey as our Atlanta United kick off week one of training camp. And Dukes and Bell are live at Atlanta United training camp. The five stripes are back. Back, back, back. And our Atlanta United play here. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Now, here's Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. We are down here live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Just talked to Carlos Bocanegra, technical director, talking about this team. And uh, along the way, we are going to get a chance to talk to Yorgos. I am Yorgos. And uh, Garth Largaway is going to join us later in the show. Uh, But we are all football guys because these playoffs, bananas. They were crazy over the weekend, Mike. I enjoyed every game. Uh, I think the Lions-Rams probably off of my top of my head would be the most entertaining. Back and especially forth. in the way it went down to the wire as well, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, the Bills did what I expected against the Steelers, but the Steelers hung tight. Right. Uh, but Josh Allen's playing on another level right now. Think about the quarterbacks that are left, right? Mahomes, Allen. you got a young C.J. Stroud. Everybody's talking about this game this weekend. Can love go out to the 49ers? And beat the 49ers, too? Well, again, I think Dan Quinn and his uh, ineptitude kind of played into some of the things that the Packers were able to get done. But, man, Dak just – I mean, it's amazing. You throw the switch, you're always measured. Carl, I'll steal one of Carl's lines. Duke Sisms, when the light shines the brightest. And, I mean, Dak just chokes. There's guys, I know we hate, especially for guys who are athletes listening to our show right now that played at a high level, and we know because you all hit us up. That's a choke. That's just, I mean, there's no other way to describe it. You're making bad decisions with the football. I thought Jalen Hurts, another example. You, the one thing you can't do is take a safety there. That's a seven-point game. <sighs> you know, and that one, they just kind of took it out to another place. And I just thought that, you know, give credit where credit's due. Baker Mayfield, I don't know what you expected from this guy this year. I certainly know it. Everyone, and I, I think they mentioned on the broadcast last night, they expected to be like four or five wins tops in that division. No doubt. And all I could think of watching that was look at the Eagles limping to the line, and if we could ever have gotten the quarterback position straightened out, we could have had that game here. Could, could have. I mean, it was in our grasp. Right. It was – we were literally like know, a week away from uh, from having that opportunity. Nevertheless, we can't live about, uh, you nope. know, with, with uh, spilt milk or that that ship has sailed. We are now looking for our new coach. Here's what we know, guys, if you're just joining us. The Falcons have also requested interviews with Antonio Pierce. He was the interim coach for the Raiders this year. Bobby Slovic, he is the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Aaron Glenn, the D.C. for the Lions. And Raheem Morris, who, of course, was and is the D.C. for the Rams. Right. But we have no dates as to when those interviews will take place. And they also uh, requested Ben Johnson. Right. Now, Ben Johnson, as we mentioned, is going to talk to the Panthers and Commanders apparently on Friday, according to Pro Football Talk. I didn't realize this. Chris uh, Turtle, our producer, just mentioned that apparently Antonio Pierce is a package. He brings Cliff Kingsbury, potentially, as an offensive coordinator, which all of a sudden I'm like, 
That moves him up in my estimation. <laughs> as look, you're trying to capture some of that D'Amico Ryan's, a charismatic guy who played at a high level, Pierce won Super Bowls with the Giants. You see what he did with the Raiders. Now some of this was he inherited a team that was Josh McDaniels dysfunctional offense. Yeah. But I man, all of a sudden you tell me Cliff Kingsbury's coming as an OC and we draft a quarterback. We're all right. I, I might want to be in business with Antonio Pierce. We're all right. Well, all these defensive guys. I need to know what their offensive plan is, right. okay? And if you're just going to hire Antonio Pierce to be the head coach and he's not going to be involved in the defense, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Or Raheem Morris. But I need to know what your offensive plan is. What, what's your right. plan when it comes to what we currently have as our weapons and all of these things? So I totally agree with you, Mike. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You guys can hit us up. We want to know what you think. And we are going to be pl- talking plenty more about this Belichick situation. The part that bugged me the most today, and I put it out there, because I don't want anybody that doesn't want to be here. And I mean right. wholeheartedly wants to be here. I'm talking about fully invested Correct. wanting to be here. And the thing for me was that sources around the league are saying, Belichick, if he wants this job, it's probably his. But there are other sources who are saying, mm, I don't think the Falcons are going to get Bill. He's probably going to look at these other jobs. And if he doesn't have any other options, well, then he'll probably take the job. I don't want that. No. If you want this job, right. tell me why you want it and tell me how we're going to go win and be all in. And that bothered me today because I don't want that. And that was, a, right. again, per a report from D. Orlando Ledbetter, who covers the Falcons for the AJC. I, I want new energy. I don't want that. I don't want, well, I don't have any other options, so I'm going to take the Falcons' right. job. Now, now you're John Fox when he went to the Bears at the end of his that. career. Now oh. I'm just mailing it in. It's just there's no point. I mean, look, if Belichick gets the quarterback right, then and if he brings Josh McDaniels, and again, I don't know. I mean, all I do know is his last four years have not been what you guys think he is. You know, and as I, I tried to illustrate, you know, you and I have chatted about it the last two weeks. You know, not everybody just is the is the man until the day he puts down the, the whistle. True. The last guy to do that is Nick Saban. And maybe some of these guys should take a cue from Nick Saban and go out in style. I don't know if, if Belichick goes to the Cowboys. Is Jerry Jones going to let Belichick have complete control? It's hard to imagine Jerry Jones ever doing that with anyone, even if he is the greatest coach of all time. That's a great question. We're going to hear what Shannon Sharp said about Belichick to Dallas. It's Dukes and Bell. Let's get to it. NFL Blitz! Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Mike, uh, is Jerry going to fire Mike McCarthy, first and foremost? Do you feel like that is going to happen? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you, you, you've, look, we said this, uh, it's a dubious stat. To have 12, three, three years, 12 wins or more, and you're not making one conference championship? Look, sorry, and Mike did a brilliant job with Dak, but you need somebody who can maximize Dak in the postseason because apparently Dak just reverted back to just the, the, call what you will. Bad decision-making, the offensive flow, should you have done some things differently to take some of the pressure off of Dak? I don't know. But either way, he was not certainly fluid enough in in the game management as the game was going out the window, right, if you're Mike McCarthy, yeah. for me to keep for another year. I, I, You're right. The team is built to win. It's the Eagles situation. They're built to win right now. They've got the personnel, and it's just not happening. Let me hear Shannon Sharp talk about Belichick maybe to Dallas. This is what Shannon said. Hell no. Man, do you know I understand that Coach Belichick wants authority? Can you imagine uh, uh, Jerry Jones trying to hold a press conference and tell what's going on with the team? And you, th- and you think Coach Belichick is going to sit by, idly by, and let Jerry do, do that? Absolutely not. It would be the worst. It's a match made in hell. 
<laughs> yeah, man. And then, you know, now around the league, we talk, Carl was talking about it for guys who missed the first hour of the show, perception of Atlanta. When we talked to all the national guys, no, no one thinks Arthur Blank's a bad owner. But, I mean, does Bill Belichick want to have Rich McKay over his shoulder? No. Same conversation. No, he doesn't. Let me answer it. No. Well, that maybe precludes him from coming here. If Unless, as you said. <laughs> but I mean, unless you're saying that perhaps that would be some, you know, well, yeah, then, then, then that, I don't want to, well, yeah, to, as the way you started this segment. I want a guy, I, the more I, I look at it, Harbaugh, and it seems like we're not even going to interview Harbaugh, and that really irks me. How? how why, you, why, why not? How do you not call, I mean, guys, if you don't like Harbaugh, that's one thing, okay? But how do you tell me you don't at least get him into the interview process? Mike, you're going to talk to all these other guys, and you're not going to talk to that guy? A guy who's been to three NFC championships. A guy who obviously made that bold decision to go with Kaepernick. A guy who's developed young quarterbacks. You've seen what he's done at Michigan. Come on, guys. If you're not if you're not interviewing Harbaugh, you're not taking this process seriously, Arthur Blank. Well, and by the way, he already interviewed with the Chargers. If you're going, well, who else is he interviewed with? He's already interviewed with the Chargers. I don't know what other interviews he has set up. Right. But the fact of the matter is, just like the Chargers reached out, the Falcons could have. And if you're going to tell me, well, it's a scheduling issue. He just won the chip. There's no scheduling issue. He's chilling, okay? He's waiting on these phone calls so they can make a decision on we what can, he wants to do. And if you don't want to do a teleconference, you'd actually fly Harbaugh down here on the Come jet on. Come and on. write it off. It's a business expense. Come on. <laughs> NFL Blitz, guys. What about the Packers' belief in Jordan Love? Mike, oh. uh, he had so many wild plays in that game against the Cowboys. Back foot throws, sidearm throws, just impressive stuff that – he looked comfortable doing number one, but number two, he played so relaxed. Guys, do you realize Jordan Love only threw the ball 21 times in that game? Right. He didn't throw it 45 times. 21, 16 for 21, Mike. Three touchdowns, zero mistakes. In his first playoff start. Zero. Him and C.J. Stroud just looked like totally dialed in. But I'm telling you, man, that, that's the, again, what drives people crazy is when you see Matt LaFleur and all the guys here and McDonald, all the guys that came through Atlanta that we all let slip through our fingers. You're right. And we went with Sarkeesian, a guy who would never run a Kyle Shanahan offense. 48-32 doesn't even tell the story, guys, as the Cowboys score 16 garbage points in the fourth quarter. Complete and total control by the Packers. Yeah, it was over uh, way before then. Um, let me hear Mel Kuyper. People are still talking about Justin Fields. Guys, we got to figure out the coach first and figure right. out where that's going to go, whether Fields is going to be on the trading block or not. Remember, the Bears own the first pick in the draft. Here's Kuyper talking about Justin Fields. You have no second-round pick, so some maneuvering to take place there. And if you trade Justin Fields to Atlanta, you could get the eighth pick overall. So you could have one, eight, and nine field and be able to recoup a second-round pick by trading down with one of those two picks, either eight or nine. So a lot of maneuverability for the Bears either way field. But if it's me, I'm taking Caleb Williams number one and trading Justin Fields. Okay. All right. But then we've got to deal with Justin Fields, or whoever we bring in. Now, that's why you just mentioned Antonio Pierce. Yeah. The idea of a Cliff Kingsbury. See, there's a, there's an offensive. All right, it flamed out in Arizona. It got sideways with well, Kyler. Well, part of that was Kyler. Kyler Murray. That's right. But this guy, he gets offense. That's a guy, all he's going to do is work with Fields, straighten him out. And then you don't have such a big decision about giving him that $250 million, which will, it'll, that's what it'll be, Carl. It will. It will be that new, new, the next yeah, big contract. $180 million guaranteed kind of deal. Yeah, there's no doubt. I only say I wanted you to hear that because mm. Kuiper is saying, and he does not know, okay, for sure. I don't think anybody does at this point. But no one knows what Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, is going to do. But, Mike, most people feel this is simple. It's a financial decision. Mm -hmm. I get to reset for four or five years with a new quarterback who is as talented as anybody that's coming to the league, 
and I get to trade the current guy I have for more picks. Right. I get to accumulate more picks. I think most people around the NFL feel like that is the thing the Bears are going to do. Right. Now, certainly the Bears are going to have to uh, make a decision here. And we know that, uh, you know, they did fire the offensive coordinator. Got to bring in some people that are going to work. Whoever, it's, here's the thing. You've got to find a dynamic offensive coordinator, speaking of Cliff Kingsbury. Because now it's one thing with Fields, who was a first-round pick, middle, middle of the first. Now you're going to go with Caleb. If you go and get Caleb, you've got to get the number one best offensive mind to work with this Correct. guy. Correct. Because you, you threw in your OC as an afterthought under Eberflus. Eberflus is lucky he's got a job right now. No, there's no doubt about it, guys. It's our NFL blitz. As far as the games this weekend, we know who advanced and we know who went home. Mike, who was the most impressive team this weekend? You know what? I don't want to be prisoner at the moment. We just spent a lot of time talking about the Packers, but that was impressive. I think you can say argument has been made for Houston. Yes. And by the way, the Flacco story was a great story, but that died, you know. Two okay. back-to-back pick sixes. Yeah. Ball game. I mean, and you're, you're, if you're a Browns fan, I feel for you guys because you guys deserve better because you guys have loyal fans out there. But, man, there's a couple. I mean, it's hard to pick one. Josh Allen just running people over. Joe Brady, the adjustments they've made in Buffalo, so they're not so dependent on him throwing the football as much, and then they find their spots. But I'll go back to what we just talked about, the fact that the Packers going to Dallas and beat the crap out of him with a rookie quarterback. Here's the thing, and I totally agree. The Packers were the most impressive team over the weekend. If you guys didn't realize this, this is the thing that jumps out, and this tells you everything you need to know about LaFleur and the confidence he had, not only in love but the offense. This hour is brought to you by the Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. LaFleur decides to take the ball. He did not defer. I don't know if many people were paying attention to this. Give me the ball. You're on the road. Most times you defer. You say, we don't know how this half's going to go. I'll get the ball in the second half. LaFleur said, we're taking the ball. They took the ball, went down and scored and stuffed it in their face. Right. And I said, oh, he knows something. And then they came right back out, Mike, whoop, scored again. I'm thinking to myself, LaFleur had the balls to say, I don't care about this deferring thing. Right. We're going to come in and we're going to show Dallas's defense, which they think is their strength. Right. We're going to expose them, and they did. Hey, how about Romeo Dobbs? By the way, this is the old argument. If Arthur, if it was Arthur Smith, nothing against Drake London, who we love is love Drake London's game. Romeo Dobbs is a fourth round pick. Yes, he is. Who who, di- who dazzled at the combine? Who shows you? You know, sometimes a lot of general managers say you do not commit those top picks for a wide receiver. Anyway, that guy goes for 151 yards and a score in that game. Yeah, dude. We talk about the delivery. Watson system. was out. He was. It was a Dobbs show. We talk about the delivery system, though. I mean, Love made that look easy with the throws he was making. We didn't see any of those. Th- we saw a few right. of those throws this no, but you said you, you come out here, you set the tone, then Dak starts throwing it all over the yep. place, and you're yep. converting those. And, of course, they always convert those scores. All right. Coming up, Mark Slayer's going to join us, guys. Odyssey NFL insider, host of the Stinking Truth podcast. We're going to talk to him about all things that happened this weekend and what does he think about the head coaching search that's going on. bunch of teams still searching for their guy, including our Atlanta Falcons. It's Dukes and Bell live at Mercedes-Benz. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Jukes and Bell Sports Radio 929 the game. On the line is our man Stink, Mark Slareth, NFL Insider. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too, guys. And Mark is also the host of the Stinking Truth podcast covering the entire NFL. Make sure you check it out, guys. Only Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Stink, crazy wild card weekend. Mike and I were just talking about the games that, that you know, the teams that really jumped out at us. And we were talking about the Packers, obviously, and the Texans. I want to start with the Texans. I'm not sure if you called or how many games you called this year. And you saw C.J. Stroud. I think you, you called a few. And we've talked about it through the course of the season. Why is this thing working like it is for the Houston Texans, Stink? Well, I think one is you're talking about a kid that's incredibly mature, way beyond his years. He's got an old soul about him. I think, two, that kid grew up playing under center. And I think one of the things about playing under center, and people don't give enough credit to this, is the footwork that has to be established in all of your drops, all the footwork. And they always say this in the West Coast offense, your feet, you you throw the ball with your feet. So the timing of the offense is held in the quarterback's feet. And when you spend the entirety of your life in Pop Warner and gun, in seven-on-seven camps, in shotgun all through college, and then all of a sudden you get into the NFL, the timing of the routes and route combinations and your feet aren't aligned. So it's impossible to be on time and accurate with the football. It's impossible. And what ends up happening is you get into the NFL and what was completely covered in college is wide open in the NFL. And if your feet aren't right and they don't time right to the offense, it's impossible to be accurate. And so most of these quarterbacks that come out have never played under gun. Like, I mean, excuse me, under center. Like your own Des Ritter in Atlanta. He, He never played under center. And anytime he goes from one side of the field to the other side of the field, you can see how inaccurate he becomes when he has to move across a progression. And so these are, these are things that happen. So when C.J. Stroud came in, he spent about 50% of his time in high school he was under center, and Pop Warner he was under center, in college about 50% of his time or so, 40% of his time under center, and always worked on his footwork. And then Bobby Slowick is the offensive coordinator. He comes in puts in the Kyle Shanahan West Coast offense, and the rest is history. It just timed up, but it wasn't great early. Like, in OTAs and stuff, they'll tell you it was, you know, a work in progress, and there were times when he really struggled early. But he's smart. He uh, makes great decisions with the football. He doesn't play a whole lot off schedule. And when he does, half the time that he's off schedule, he's just throwing it away and saying, hey, man, I'm not going to put the ball in harm's way. So that's the thing about CJ is – He's just mature beyond his years and is an incredible young man, an incredible young player, no question about it. 
It's our weekly visit with Stinkman, Pro Bowler, Hall, uh, again, Super Bowl winner, should be a Hall of Famer. Mark Slaris with us, guys. Okay, from the good, which is C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, to what the hell was Dak doing, Mark? And we, I, I, we don't like to use the choke word around too much, but, man, big moments, you gotta, you got to be better than that. Yeah, no question. I mean, this is, it's the Dallas Cowboys, though, isn't it? You know, I mean, go back to, <laughs> you, you, go back to you go back to the Stinky Drew podcast. I believe it was September 2nd. When I said on the podcast, and it got picked up nationally, it's going to be the same Cowboys. You know what? They're going to be great during the regular season. They'll, be get, they'll get in the playoffs, and then they will take a dump in their helmet. I used a different word, but they'll take a dump in their helmet <laughs> as soon as the playoffs start. That's, that's who they are. And, you know, like just an absolute front-running, you know, bunch of, bunch of guys. And, that's, and a lot of that, I think, goes on to Jerry Jones. I think, I think it's impossible to have success without the right structure. And Jerry Jones, you know, is that guy that if you don't like what's going on, you circumvent the head coach and you go straight to the owner's box. And that can't be. Organizationally, that's a failure. And when you hire a coach, you know, it's one thing to hire a coach. It's another thing to empower a coach. And nobody over there is empowered because Jerry Jones is a guy that give me one other general manager or owner that's doing biweekly radio shows and everything else. Like <laughs> there is not, a, there's not another guy. And so it just, it comes one of those things where as a player and players are like, like I was a player. So I understand how this works. We're like children, right? And you're going to test the limits. When you get a substitute teacher, what do you do? You test the limits, right? When, when, you know, when mom is gone, you test the limits with dad and vice versa. And the problem is, is that Jerry Jones is, is a guy that, you know, circumvents the, circumvents the power or the lack thereof of the guy he appoints a head coach. And that, that's, that to me will never work. That structure won't work ever. Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice, gentlemen's blend body wash. Providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturizer uh, because men have skin, too. We're talking to Stink, Mark Schlereth, our guest here, as uh, we're broadcasting live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium with Atlanta United getting underway today. More on the Falcons head coaching search. Stink, I want to ask you uh, about why the Eagles looked so inept last night. Like, what, what's the problem? And Nick Sirianni, you know, obviously is on the hot seat. People in Philly are saying, you know, uh, he should be fired. What went wrong with the Eagles who have all the personnel in place? Yeah, right. Start 10-1. and one. And, you know, you look at the changeover in coordinators. Well, you would have thought that would have been a bigger issue early in the year. And they start 10-1 and one and, you know, and they've just fallen apart ever since. And they're certainly – it just feels like there's a turd in the punch bowl over there because they're, they're – like you saw uh, you saw Dallas Garter and it looked like he and – and uh, Jalen Hurts were kind of in an argument there on the sideline, which, hey, listen, man, that happens. You know, you get the heated arguments occasionally on the sideline. I think we've all been there before. But to certainly finish the season the way they finished the season, there's something there's something going on there. And and one of the things that's going on, and I will tell you, um, you know, Nick Sirianni hired uh, Shane Steichen to be the offensive coordinator. Shane Steichen, every, every, he's now, of course, the Indianapolis uh, Colts head coach but everybody that i've talked to that has played for shane steichen all says they all say the same thing shane steichen takes an offensive concept and boils it down to his essence and makes it easy and i think one of the things that that's happened is jalen hurts had a lot of success they were one of the top teams in football running the foot uh, running the football 
a lot of quarterback design run, a lot of RPO game, and a lot of that was taken out of the offense. They ran the ball two times early in that game, and, and I think they got converted a first down with Swift. And then they did not run the ball again until there was until it was 11 minutes left in the second quarter. That, that was the third carry of the game. And I just look at that going, what are you guys – like you were the number one rushing team in football, and that's like a skill that has to be worked on, has to be developed, and you have to have a commitment to that. So there's one thing, like there's there's one thing I always say this about offensive coordinators. There's some guys who call an offense, and there's other guys who call plays. And I just feel like that's a football team that they just started calling plays, both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And there was never it never felt like there was a real feel for what your players do well. You know, there was never a real feel there, and and it also felt to me like. They were trying to morph into something that they haven't been on the offensive side of the ball, like, hey, we're going to develop this and we're going to take first to the next level as opposed to just continuing to press into the things that he does well. And that's, I mean, that's just kind of the way I felt about how they played this whole season, especially during this losing streak. Mm. Yeah, man, uh, it just looked like uh, the move to Patricia, I think Roy Eggman said, it looked oh. like it, it smacked of desperation. Mark Slaris with us, guys, here on the WaitFor.com hotline. What do you make of the Dolphins? I mean, couldn't really beat the better teams this year. And uh, I, I know that uh, going into Kansas City, it was just, man, and it, Pat, we'll get to Patrick Mahomes and what they're going to do in Buffalo in a second. But what do you do with Tua, by the way? I mean, is this kind of – do you believe in Tua if you're the Dolphins franchise moving forward? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, there's so – it's so limited from the quarterback position. And there are some things that Tua does really well, um, you know, and, and obviously they didn't do them. Um, they didn't do them in that game against Kansas City and, you know, in, in pretty extreme conditions. Um, and, I, you know, I look at that like, hey, tough. Like, everybody's got to play in the cold. Uh, it's, that's no excuse. I, I just yeah. – I don't know what it is about – the Miami Dolphins, there's, there just feels like there's a lack of toughness. There's a lack of, you know, it's almost like, hey, we're going to be so finessed and we're going to be like, we're going to be, you know, this so dynamic on the offensive side of the ball, which is great until it's not great. Like, I, I always look at offenses like you cannot throw yourself back into a rhythm. You, got, you can't finesse yourself back into a rhythm when you're out of sync offensively. You got to line up and you got to run it down people's throats. And they ran the ball well, but most of their runs are perimeter runs. You know, they're all toss, toss, crack stuff. You know, they're all just using our speed and athleticism to get outside. And when that stuff gets shut down and you don't have what it takes inside to really, to really just impose your will on people, and then you're out of rhythm throwing the football, you got issues. And like every time they played a good team, and the good teams just shut their butts down offensively. Like, they're putting up record numbers early. And then they start playing some good teams, and it's like they can't move the football. And that's a, that, for me, is a lack of kind of physicality and toughness because you're so skilled you never have to lean on it. Stink, before we let you go, can Kansas City go on the road and win in Buffalo. This will be the talk this week, guys, and that is Patrick Mahomes. It's really incredible when you think about it. Has never played a road game in the playoffs. It's either been at home or Super Bowl. Can they go on the road and beat Buffalo? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question they can. Uh, It's going to be tough, but, like, Patrick Mahomes has never had a better defense 
like Kansas City's never had a better defense than the one they have right now. So that's, you know, a feather in the cap of Kansas City. And then Mahomes is really starting to develop a relationship with Rice. Those guys have been on the same page here the last couple of weeks, last three, four weeks. They were great again on Sunday. Obviously, Kelsey still does his thing. And when they run the ball like they ran it with Isaiah Pacheco, um, mm. they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat. So, yeah, that should be that should be a tremendous game. Um, by the way, like just on a side note, like, uh, we're supposed to be concerned with player safety, right? Yeah. Like, how does a guy play three or four more plays with his helmet completely fractured and broken? Right, right, right. <laughs> Brittle, and they don't right they don't pull him pull him out of the game like. Like my day, player safety wasn't a concern. I broke my helmet in uh, in Green Bay in the frigid cold once, and I just threw it to the sideline, and they threw me another one that was about four sizes too big, and I played like a bobblehead for the next four <laughs> plays. But but I'm watching this. How does the officials not stop the game? Like how does nobody? How does that that thing is broken? There's a huge hunk out of it. Like that can't protect. The, how do we let three or four more plays go on before? Like, and then he goes to the sideline after they score or kick a field. I can't remember if they kicked the field goal or scored on that one. But then they go to the sideline, and then they get him a new helmet. Like, I, that's suspect, man. That's just the, that that yeah. one is really suspect. No doubt, stink. We point. appreciate you, man. It's going to be a fun divisional weekend coming up. Odyssey NFL Insider Mark Schlaff Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Stink. Thanks again for stopping by, brother. You got it. Take care, guys. Awesome, man. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the Buffalo Bills Steelers game because we all knew Buffalo was pretty much going to be in control of that one. But the the fumble which grazes the helmet with the guy with the, Buffalo picks it up inbounds and then goes to the Steelers. Yes. They they maintain possession. Nobody in the country understood that one. The officials have been scrutinized and rightfully so uh, through even going into these playoffs. Right. All right, guys. Coming up, we've got plenty more to get to here live at Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, Brad. Guzan is going to join us. He's big. He's, he's bald. bald. He's a m- wall. Brad Guzan. <laughs> he's going to join us coming up here. We're down here as uh, it's preseason for Atlanta United. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Also, we'll get to uh, what happened with the dogs over the weekend. Big news there, but more on the Falcons. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
and Bell live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm glad these mics weren't on because we were talking with Brad Guzan <laughs> about life. That's what we were talking about. No, we were talking about Atlanta United. And uh, There's always some young fuck trying to knock you off your job. You know how it is, Carl. <laughs> hey, man, it happens. Brad, it is good to see you first and foremost. Guys, we're down here preseason, as they call it in soccer, as uh, the guys are trying to get fit and train and get ready for the upcoming season. How you doing, man? You feel good? You look good. I just told you. I said, dude, you look great. So what's going on? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. I feel good. Um, yeah, mentally, physically feel good uh, and, and excited for the year ahead. I, I know that uh, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that, that are excited to, to be here and, and be a part of Atlanta United and um, really have a special year. I know last year coming off the Achilles, and then of course I think up in New York he got banged up in NYCFC. It's like damn, he's like it's like an operation game. So do you feel were you 100 percent last year, honestly, or you're you still kind of working through it because that's a tough injury? Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, everyone knows what an Achilles is all about, right? And in terms of coming back, and you know, Miles and I we we went through it together and, and talking about it day in and day out, and um, you know, I, I don't know if you ever get to 100%, but mm-hmm. even before the Achilles, I don't think I was ever 100% because that's what you do. The Part, part of my profession is throwing myself on the ground day right. in and day out, and when you do that year after year after year, I don't think you ever feel 100% probably since you were 16, 17 years old. And so, um, yeah, I had the, the MCL in, in New York and, and came back from that. That's never been an issue. Um, and so, like I said, I, I feel good. Um, Physically, uh, yeah, ready to go, raring to go. Well, you will have some competition. Josh Cohen, yep. they, they brought in, and we got the pleasure, guys. It was a close, close practice, obviously today or training session, but we got a chance to see a little bit of, of the work that you guys are doing. Um, talk about that. I, I don't know if you've been in that situation uh, in a long time, but you know, you, we feel like you, you've always, you've always brought out the best, right? You always want to be the best you can be, regardless of that. I'm just curious about your position as far as going into this camp, thinking about that and how you're going to approach it. For sure. I, I mean, listen, when you're a part of any sort of team at the professional level, whether it's soccer, whether it's football, basketball, whatever sport it is, you want competition because competition brings out the best in individuals. And if it doesn't bring out the best in, in one individual, hopefully it brings out the best in the next individual that's going to step on the field and do the job and help the team win. And that's ultimately what we want to do. We want we want to win games. We want to win trophies, right? Um, and – whether that's with, with me and goal, with Josh and goal, with Q and goal, whoever it is, that's what you need. You need competition for, for places, whether it's the goalkeeper, whether it's someone pushing Gigi, whether it's someone pushing you know Tristan the midfield, whatever it may be, you want competition because that, that is going to help the environment and the, the atmosphere within the locker room to become that much better and that much stronger, right? And so, you know, my mentality doesn't change in terms of how I approach preseason. Um, like I said, I, I've been around the block a few times. I understand <laughs> what I need individually, what I need to do to help the team. Um, that part doesn't change. And, and so I, I think healthy competition is extremely important in professional sports. It's Brad Guzan with us, guys, here live from Mercedes-Benz. We'll get his take on who should be the Falcons coach coming up more on the playoffs <laughs> and the, some of the disappointments on the way. But, yeah, the thing and I, I said earlier, we had Carlos Bocanegra on. It just seemed like in the in the middle of the summer, all the new guys kind of really, they just seemed to all gel at once. And, again, we're going to have some, more, some new faces. But it, just, it was a fun style of soccer. Kind of took us back a little bit to 2017 and 18 at, at some points this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you look at, 
the, our attacking players and the excitement that they bring, the, the individual quality that they have, but then also collectively the attacking players as a group. Um, extremely unique in the sense of going forward and creating chances and scoring goals. And that's what we want, right? We, we want this stadium rocking. And, and when those guys are playing at their best, that's what they're doing is putting the ball in the back of the net and, and making all of our fans and supporters go crazy. Brett, how do we fix not being, I think it was third and goals given up last year. Yep. 53 or something of that nature how do we fix that from a team perspective that's certainly not just on you defensively tactics what do you feel like can be done so that we can improve in that area because we could score with the best of them for sure i think when you when you look at the 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 numbers and and we've talked about it with with gonzalo with with coaches um when when you look at the numbers in in terms of um you know one how we play away as opposed to how we play at home um but then two uh, the effort and, and and what we're actually doing physically in terms of sprints, in terms of distance covered, running, closing guys down. Um, as you mentioned, it, it's collectively starts starts at the top and, and works its way back to the goalkeeper and, and vice versa, right? When we're scoring goals, we're, we're building from the back and, and working the ball down the field and, and going forward. Uh, it's the same thing. And so collectively, we need to be better. Um, we need to be, I think, mentally um, stronger and especially late in games on the road how do you overcome that um the adversity that the road presents the the road challenges if you will um and and i think if we're able to to tighten those things up a little bit uh those numbers will certainly come down right and as jason would say don't turn it over in your third like (laughs) that's that helps that helps sometimes you feel like a sitting sitting duck out there it's brad (laughs) Brad guzana's with us guys from atlanta united as they're going through their preseason and we're going to talk to garth lagerway the boss coming up a little bit later but it just seems like you know things are on the right track i mean it just seems like and one of the things carlos talked about if we had you know gotten up to that top four if we're playing in that final decisive best of three here and not in Columbus, perhaps a different outcome. Because we were so dynamic against those guys here. For sure, for sure. I think you saw a tale of two teams, right? right. Obviously on the road, but then, you know, here at the Benz. Um, and, and what we want to try to do is is create that consistency and that level of consistency that we could be the team that we know we can be here at, at the Benz, but then be that same team on the road. And, and, and again, obviously there's little nuances and whatnot that, that come with traveling and, and being on the road and being the away team. Um, but if, if you're strong enough mentally and, and, and have a real collective group, I think you can still have uh, leave your, your impact uh, when you're playing on the road. How do you feel about leadership on this team, on this particular, with the group? I know we're still filling everybody out, yeah. but – what do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's only been, what, day two, day three, so I think you've got some of the new guys that are still trying to find their feet and, and see, one, how a new country, living in a new sure. country operates, living in a new city. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening uh, at the same time as where we are currently, right? And so um, I think we certainly have the individuals in terms of the personality. You add someone like Dax McCarty, right, who's been around the league, who's a veteran player that knows Major League Soccer, has been on numerous teams, um, but somebody that is able to help kind of bring that locker room together, whether it's young guys. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of academy kids that are training with us at the minute, um, helping those kids come along and feel comfortable, helping foreigners feel comfortable. Um, so that part's important. And, and once those guys start to feel comfortable off the field, I think then you start to see their best on the field, and, and that's going to be Hugely important going forward. All right, man. So what are the Bears going to do? Are you going to hold on to the quarterback or uh, <laughs> separate fields? Are you going to go draft the quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's not my expertise. Listen, I follow your guys' 
Twitter for, for, for all the updates and, and what's happening in the NFL world. You guys keep me posted. All right, man. I, I, got, a fu- I got a funny story before we let you go. Uh, Brad is hanging out with us here at Mercedes-Benz. and Brad's from Chi-Town, by the way, for yes. those who don't know. Orig- originally. But, uh, so this was last year, and, and I think you were in rehab. But I'm literally, like, on 75, and I'm driving. <laughs> and I told this story on the air. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And... <laughs> Literally, I look over, and I, I said to our audience, I, I'm not going to tell you what Brad was driving, but I look over, and I'm like, oh, snap, that's Brad Guzan. Oh, gosh, this so, isn't going to be good. So, <laughs> so I look over, and no, and you're rolling, you're doing your thing, right? And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Brad, you know, like, you're going to see me. Right? Hey, I'm in the car. Brad, it's Dukes, I'm over here. So I roll the window down, we're flying on the highway, right? I'm like, hey, it's Dukes, and you literally looked over and went, Hey, like, <laughs> go at night, United. All right, see you later. You had no idea who the hell it was. And I'm like, oh, well, I think he saw me. I don't know. <laughs> I rolled my window up. It was so funny because you were just, like, That's in your own world. I dude. think I remember that. That does not happen often. And so I think I do remember that. And I was just like, at first I was like, is he yelling at yes, me? Yes. I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, <laughs> an incident. Because uh. I rolled the window and I was like, it's me, Brad. Hi. You were like, yeah, whatever, dude. Hey, go United. All right, I'm out of here. But uh, we look forward to to a great year, man. Yeah, I'm just glad you're back and mm. everything's going well, and we'll see how things shake out on the pitch, man, but uh, we're down here. You know the deal. We've been down since day one. For right? sure. And, Always and- have our back. We appreciate you guys, all that you guys do for us, for the club. Uh, it's massive, and so thank you guys. Uh, thank you to, to all your listeners. Um, and yeah, well, like I said, we're excited for, for the year ahead. We're right below the supporters section, so I know everybody out there hoping that you can still oh, be yeah. the man this year, baby. So best of luck. Well, go get them. Appreciate it. Brad. Brad Guzan, guys. All right, it's Dukes and Bell. We're coming back. we got more football to talk about. We're going to talk about what's happened with Georgia as well as they get some coaching news and some more college football conversation is on the way. This hour is brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. We'll come back. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.